I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. What's up? Happy Wednesday. Hello, Tully Louise. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Curious Conversations. How are you? Another episode. Just It's a different episode this week though. Yes. So it's just you and I. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's just you and I and yeah. We got requested that. We did. We um, I got a few DMs because we had a little hiatus because I, we've mentioned this in a podcast recently is Pod, the podcast is the first thing to go because we just have a lot on our plate and everyone was like, oh, we're so happy you guys are on. Can you do a, um, like a life update with just you and Sarah? I was like, you guys really want to hear that? <laughs> so it was. So here we are. Going back, I'm good. Thank you. I That's missed okay. that before. Um, yes. Yes. Here so, we are. Um, and when Sarah and I, well, we all give life update a little bit of what's going on, but when we were sitting down before, we were like, hey, what do you want the theme of the podcast to be? Um, we've... Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a podcast of just how we've grown and how we are in our 30s. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. yeah. So um, a lot of conversations have been coming up the last month. I don't know about you, but definitely for me, just how I like relationships, friendships, even like my body, mm. even work, like how I've changed so much. And I think the key word probably is growth and how I was terrified to turn 30, but it's actually probably been the best years of my life, take away COVID, but just me as a person. So that's what the theme of today's podcast is going to be. I, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like I might get grilled a little bit. Oh, no, not grill. No, I don't think I'm going to grill you. You should probably yeah. grill me. Um, no, I don't think I'm going to grill you. I just think sometimes, and this is for a lot of women as well, I think um, we forget, not forget, we just kind of go with life and don't reflect on how much we actually have grown because yeah. I know I don't. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to do. And maybe you see a lot in me that I don't see and you see, I of see course. a lot in you. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's amazing. And I think it's a really good conversation to have because, I, like I said, we don't really sit and reflect. But in saying that, we went out to lunch a few weeks ago, you, myself and another one of our good friends, mm-hmm. and we left that lunch and you called me the next day and you're like that was a really really nice lunch mm. and I said it was just like a therapy session we were just so open open honest and vulnerable and I don't think in my 20s I ever had conversations that real no I don't think I did either unless it was unless sorry it was with like my psychologist and stuff and mm. then I think there was probably a lot of me that probably was lying because mm. I was embarrassed. Like I've seen a psychologist since I was like 15 and like 110% there'd be times in there I'd sit in there and lie all the time. And I just think, I don't think I would have had such an open, honest conversation like we did the other day in my 20s. No way. I thought, I think in my 20s, I still would have been trying to um, put out what I thought I wanted pe- people to think yeah. out of me. So like, I don't know. You're a people pleaser. A people pleaser, but maybe also it maybe I attach things to status and I never I was not never not true, but I was never vulnerable vulnerable. But maybe because I never really dove I didn't know who I was yet. Yeah. And that again, that comes to the theme of today's podcast. It's like I think we really do know ourselves a lot better than mm. in our 20s. And I honestly, hand on heart, like, I mean, you can disagree with me. Everyone has their own opinions and stuff. But I honestly think it is something to do with when you're in your 30s. Yeah. Honest- and maybe 40s might be even maybe more phenomenal. I yeah. don't know. But I feel like I just, I don't know, stupid shit. Maybe it's life experience because stupid shit that used to bother me in my 20s. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit about anymore. Like, do you know one thing that's really shifted for me? And, I, and 
I know it has for you because we've spoken about it, but is our relationships with our parents Mm -hmm. and we can see things that have happened in our childhood that used to make us angry and that we held on to all that stuff or we were replicating our parents' behaviours even though we didn't want to and we're like, oh, my God, Mm. if I don't want to do that in my life, I have to make a change. Yeah, agree. And also just going back to the parents thing, um, and I know we've had this conversation. I've actually had this conversation with numerous people over the last month. Seeing my parents get older scares the living daylights out Mm. of me because it's like even now like I get upset and I've realised that I have to be more in the moment and more present and making more of an effort with my, not that I don't make an effort with my family because I do because we always have this rule. It's like family first over everything. But like, and I feel like that has got to do again with growth. But this is a conversation also I had with mum the other day. Don't think of it just your parents because our group of friends has dramatically shrunk, mm-hmm. I, I would say, since like we first became friends. Oh, yeah. 100%. Our friendship group is yeah. very small and very tight-knit. And I was talking, one of our our good friends, she's um, sick. Mm-hmm. We can say that. Yep. She, she's um, not well. Not well at all. But. And I, we'd spent the day with her and I said to mum, fuck, like just how things can happen and things like that. She goes, you're never guaranteed tomorrow with anyone. Yeah. And I was listening to an affirmation thing, TED Talk thing last night and exactly the same thing. She was just like, if you say this affirmation or prayer every single morning, your life will shift. And it was like, you are never, ever going to see that sunrise again. Mm. You are, you and I are never going to have this mm. conversation again. Yeah. Because that's it. Then it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's true. When you put it like that, it's like, again, it's like terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and that was one of the topics that I want to talk about today is friendships. Mm. Not relationships. Yes. But not as such as like romantic relationships. I'm talking about like friendships. You said something before our friendship group has significantly shrunk. Yep. And I think why, as we're getting old, this is a question for you and for the listeners, as we're getting older, why do you think your friendship group has shrunk? A couple of reasons. Okay. Yeah. Me personally, I've got a lot on my plate for work and I know that I can only give a certain amount. Mm -hmm. And so to be the friend I want to be in friend in a friendship, I can only have a small amount of friends. Mm-hmm. I can't spread myself thin amongst friendships. Like yeah. I, I used to always say it. I used to say, my ex used to say, you say everyone's like your best friend. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, like I know a lot of people. But, and I think I did. I said the, I used to say the word I used flip, to say it too, flippantly. Yeah. yeah. But now I can hand on heart say like I've got five yeah. best friends and one's a family member. Mm. Um. So the time thing and – But how did you choose those five friends? Was there our, something that our, was – Our values aligned. Okay. Yeah. Like I would say if you look at um, Brooke, Rosa, mm-hmm. Lex, mm-hmm. you, we all value family mm-hmm. so, so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We all value our friendships so, so much. Yeah. Um the things we like are very similar. Yeah. And we're all very similar people in the way that there's no bullshit. Yeah. We can have open, honest, vulnerable conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's what I feel. Um, but female friendships is a, like, it's a tricky one. Mm, it's hard. And it's like, I've had, I was having this conversation with someone a few months ago. I think I said this to you. She's actually from Germany. Mm-hmm. She's moved to Australia. She's been here for like 10 years. Um, and she was saying, I don't understand the Australian culture. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, everyone is your best friend. Mm. She's like, the person that you work with isn't your best friend. The person at the coffee shop isn't your best friend. Why do you all refer to everyone as your best friend? Mm. And I was like, 
fuck, I've never really thought of it like that. Like we actually do refer. And I, I was like, you know, I've got good friends and I've got best friends and I've got a friend, but like I was referring everyone. Oh yeah. They're one of my best friends, but I wouldn't call them to ask for advice. So why am I asking? Why am I saying that that's my best friend? It kind of degrades the meaning of best friends and the people that truly are your best friends. Exactly. And she just got me really thinking and I was like, whoa, Sophia, you're actually right. That's wild. And ever since I had that conversation with her, I'm like, hand on heart, like same as you, was like I literally probably have like five or six like mm. best friends that I that know and I consider my best friends people that I speak to majority every day, like mm. if it's text, phone call. Um, I feel comfortable calling them when I'm upset, I need advice or something's happened and they actually know what's going on in my life in that week. Yep. That is what I would consider. And same values, all that, same values, same hobbies, kind of all that kind of thing. But like, you know, I've got friends that were my best friends, you know, let's say a year or two, two years ago. And I wouldn't call them my best friend now because if I called them tomorrow, I don't think they would know what, what what's been happening in my life. And it makes me sad, that, but that's another really important topic that I think for women to talk about is friendships won't always stay the same so you can't hold on to what they were and like any relationship there's ebbs and flows and there's transitory Mm. periods and I think just like any relationship I think female friendships is probably worse than can be worse than like a ending things with a guy oh 100% the thought of losing you would break my heart. As a friendship. As like, a friend, yeah. yeah, it would absolutely fucking shatter me. Yeah. It's like those little things that like, you know, we text each other stupid shit that I'm like, if I didn't have you, who the fuck would I be texting? Like it's a morning thing. Like you go through a morning period. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Yeah, and it's so true. And then, yeah, so I feel like as I've gotten older and I had this other rule that was like when Sophia told me that, I was like, I really need to reflect like who actually is my best friend. Mm. So I had it like a little think about it. And then also as I've gotten older, you just grow apart with people that are not 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 meant to be your friends, but just you grow apart from mm. people. Obviously, like, you know, some people have babies, get married, move away. And it's like, how do you deal with? Because I've if we use the term friendship breakup, I've been through a couple of friendship grow- yep. breakups in my like mm-hmm. 34 years. How do you, if someone's listening, they're like, fuck, I'm going through that right now. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Well, without naming any names, I'm kind of going through a friendship break. Well, it's a friendship, not going through it. It's been done. Mm -hmm. I'm 34 and I've been friends with this certain person for a very long time. Would have done anything for them, whatever, have done anything for them. And I just got to a point that the friendship was way too toxic. I was giving too much and not receiving back. Mm. And I mean, there's, it's such a like, and you know the story. It's like more than that. And that, let's just say it was too toxic. Yeah. I, my advice and what I did, I took me a very long time, like years. I had to sit back and I was like, this is actually not good for me. Mm-hmm. Like, You were the one clinging on, trying to revive. Trying to help. I was like, I'm a helper. I was trying to help. But like every time it backfire in my face, I would get abused by this person. Um, And I don't know who this person, this is it. You actually do. Oh, I'm going to find, like. You do because it's the only person that I've had a friendship breakup really with. Very, you do know. Why are you saying you don't? Oh, my God. I'm trying to, like, whisper this. Sarah, no, but go on. No, so this person was very toxic to me and I woke up one day and I woke up to a text message basically abusing uh, me yes. for something that I – Yes, It yes, was so yes. stupid. Yeah. And But I would wake up every few months with abusive messages. It yep. was like I was in a fucking relationship with a guy. And I'm like, all I'm trying to do is help this person. Why are you abusing me? And I just woke up one day and I'm like, I don't deserve this. Mm. Like, I love this person. Like, you know, my yeah. friendship, you now you know who it is. Like, I adore this person, love this person. When I'm with this person, so much fun, so funny, but just doesn't give value to my life anymore mm-hmm. because I get abused all the time and yep. it's toxic. So I actually had to set it. I, I've 
given this person quite a few chances and the last time something happened I said this is the last chance if you treat me like this again I I'm so sorry I can't be friends with you and I was I was really really proud of you because you stood up you knew that you deserve better and so your self-respect is at such a level you're like nah I can't let yeah. anyone treat me like no. that. No, and so I gave this person a last chance and I that's what I did in this friendship breakup and happened again. And I just said, I'm sorry, I actually can't be friends with you. Mm. I And I said, I don't deserve to be treated like this. I don't have any friends that treat me like this. Why am I letting you treat me like this? Mm. And that's it. <laughs> but the thing, it's also important to say here because – it was over a period of months, but months, years, but the breakup. I would oh yeah, say. yeah, 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 yeah. But there was a period in there when you're like, oh no, like I really miss her, I and wanna- I still miss her. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, th- I think that's the important thing to to note is you still miss her, and it's like any relationship, like even with a guy, you always go back and think of the good times. Of course, and. And I do, like I was even thinking the other day and I said to my um, partner, I'm like, oh, I really, you know, miss her. And Mm. he's like, yeah, but remember how she treated you? Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I do. And I don't. And you know what? Maybe people change and I've said this to you in a year. I'm not saying now because I don't believe that this person could have changed this quickly. But in a year's time, if she apologises and I do see a change, then of course, but it'll never, and I've said this to her, it'll never be the same friendship. No, and it won't. I've I've been through a friendship breakup several years ago mm. and you know this and um, that was really hard because I, I basically got, I think I would say I got ghosted mm. by my best friend mm. and I never knew what I did wrong but my love for that person never went away. And now they're back in my life mm. and our friendship isn't the same. I would say it's better because we've both grown. Mm. And so your friend, your friendship might not be the same moving forward if you ever mm. decide to, but it will be different. It's never going to be the same friendship. No, it's not. And I've said that. Yeah, and, and mine with my person now is, like I love the person. To Can death. I ask you a question though? Have you had the discussion with this person about why the friendship broke up, or you still don't know? Um, years ago, I did uh, when we were in U- the US. Okay, at one stage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. And so, again, like maybe our paths were just on a different course, and mm-hmm. they truly were. Mm-hmm. And. But is this this is a friend from someone because I I've got similar situations to friends from my high school yeah. days where I'm still friends with them now, but similar had a breakup for a little while and now we're all kind of we're all actually all having lunch like in um, a couple of weeks. But like it and it then it's different. I think you will the different parts. I yeah. think that's the right way to say it. I think you will. If it's like a high school thing, you'll pick and choose who you align to because you might be on similar paths now. They might be starting a business or things like. Yeah, it's true. And that's exactly what it was. I found myself with certain people sitting at a dinner and I just didn't want to put myself in an uncomfortable situation again. So I distanced myself because Mm. what I found exactly, we're on different paths. All my friends I went to high school with, high school with, except for a couple who were like, like my great, like yeah. Naomi and Winnie and stuff like that, like who are on similar paths to me, moved to the city, didn't stay in the country, didn't have kids. A lot of my other friends had partners, had kids. And I found myself sitting at the table and I'm not, is introverted the right word? I'm not an introverted person. Yeah. And I found myself like sitting back, like going into a shell and I was too scared to say anything because I couldn't contribute to the conversation and I've never been like that. I can I can talk to anyone, but I I would, was more I just couldn't contribute to the conversation because I didn't want to talk about things that were happening in my life because I didn't want to sound like a dickhead Mm -hmm. like you know like just stupid stuff like oh we're traveling around the world to America Mm. like working like oh I just got this social media job like it's so far from their life I didn't want to sound like a dickhead yeah and so I just would sit back and I made my I was like I'm not going to one of those things again because I couldn't be myself I was embarrassed and I couldn't contribute to dirty nappies Mm. I don't have kids so I, but now I'm like, oh, like 
it's fine. I could contribute to the conversation. Yeah. And I think that goes back to being in my 30s. When I was in my 20s, I was so self-conscious and so scared of what they thought of me. Now I'm like, no, nah, fuck it. I do this for a job. Yeah. I live in this life. Okay, I might, you know, I've got friends who are on TV or doing things. It's my life. I'm owning it now. Mm. I don't, I'm not embarrassed. That's the thing. You're owning it. And, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I think it has, it has to be in my 30s. And you know what? If they don't like me talking about my life and what's happening, then I'm sorry I can't be friends with you because it's my life. And like I said, I'm owning it. If someone is at the moment going through something mm-hmm. with a friend, would you say the best thing is to confront the, the friend and ask like, hey, like I know our, our friendship is like Rocky. A bit, a bit, what's going on? Like mm. I love you or I respect you. I think so. I It's, it's a hard conversation to have because yeah. it's scary 110%. But I find personally from my friendships and my relationships, I'd rather be upfront, honest and ask. And if we're talking like best friends, mm. like if it's like someone that you like went to uni with yeah like don't worry about it but if it's like your best friend 100 percent, there's no it's just nothing worse than like living your life that person won't answer your call won't text you back do all these things and not know why yeah like it's the worst feeling like we've both been through similar situations with people we've known in the past like still to this day with one person, I still don't really know what we did, but they don't talk to us anymore. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I'd rather know. So I, my advice would be to confront them. I think the hardest friendship group to figure out is a group of three because I feel like one person will always feel like they're excluded. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's always like there's always probably – someone that's known someone for longer yeah. or what all those things. But we've got similar friendships. Like, for instance, like me, you and Brooke. You've known Brooke for longer. You guys are probably closer. Then there's me, Rosa, and you. I've mm-hmm. known Rosa for late. They're both very similar, but we're, we're fine. Yeah, but, but I'm saying like maybe because we've got a couple of different friendship groups. And there's like add-ons in those yeah. groups. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't it know. is three people is hard. But if, it, if you do just purely roll in a three. Yeah, it would be def- definitely. I don't think I'd be able to. Like, and if, say, there was a group chat and then you went off and chatted with the other person not in a chat, then like, but then I, that's comes, petty. But then it comes that's to petty. age. Yeah, like, I was going to say. like that. Doesn't like that in my worry. 20s would probably bother me because yeah. I'd be jealous. But now I'm like, oh. Who can I be got my own, like, how yeah. can it be fucked? Like, they're having conversations. Yeah. Let them go. So maybe the thing is confront your friend. If they're not honest, then are they truly the people you think they exactly. are? Exactly. And like what we said before, it's like friendships, best, let's just call them best friends because mm. we've defined what a best friend is. If they're your best friend, you should be having honest and open mm. conversations with them anyway. So it's not any different. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, that's how our relationships have changed from our 20s to our 30s and how we kind of navigate. It's the old saying, like, you can, if you can count your friends on one hand. Yeah. It's so true. You're winning. Yeah. Um, why we're on the subject of relationships. Oh. <laughs> yes. That was friendship relationships. What about romantic relationships? I want to know. One, we'll have an update. You did give us a little bit of an update on the Alla podcast. Yep. Which is an amazing podcast if you guys haven't listened, if you want to know a little bit about dating and like journaling. And she stuff. gave me some great advice. She did. Um, that was Ella, sorry, off maths. But firstly, I want an update from you, from your dating life. And then I want to talk about dating in your 30s because yeah. for me, it dramatically changed from my 20s to my 30s, mm-hmm. I would say. And my values changed. Mm-hmm. And a book changed my life. So firstly, before we get into that, Dating update? Um, well, I, we're still single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck, imagine I hope if, you are because. Imagine if I just dropped yeah, the bomb know, like right? me and um, old mate. Um, I paused the apps. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did that Friday night. Yep, love that. It's good because it's too much of a distraction exactly. and you get attached yep. and I was to just, outcomes. It was just um, for me and a little bit too distracting. Like I don't want to be sitting on the couch going through abs mm. and trying to I start. I used to be con- like it's, that. it's just. And you get attached like I'm not single now, but when I was single I got attached to the apps and if someone, if I like someone and they like me back, I was like, oh, it was like mm. gratification 
And then if they, I don't know, you just get attached to outcomes or attached to scrolling and it's probably not healthy. It's kind of like social media in the way that people used to get attached to the lot, how many likes yeah, they've got. exactly. So if you match with someone, it's kind of like, oh, like it's, I can it's, say not many people really engage in conversations. No. I think it's just a self-affirmation thing that like you still got it, people still find you attractive and you're like, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Dating apps are hard to navigate because they're addictive, I would say. I well, think I they're, think they're built like this. Yeah, it's addictive and also it's just like it's it's hard. I feel like the more personally, this is from my experience on dating apps, I'm not on dating apps now, but from my experience of dating apps, I found the more I was on it, this is so weird to explain, the more I was on it, the less I was opening myself up to meeting people, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense, Mm -hmm. even though I'm scrolling on it. But I was. I would go out and I'd be like, oh, there's no point meeting someone because I'm on a dating app. Yeah. So I feel like I was closing myself off to other people. It's funny you said that because I wrote that in my journal Did last you? night. I yeah. was just like, I have to be more open in life and even with the guy that I'm slightly mm. seeing at the moment, I was like, be more open to that and try and not be like still test what's out there but just like, be open. Yeah, and I think that's a good – that's really good advice because I found that I was doing that when yeah. I was on dating apps. I was just – even though you're opening yourself up to this fucking app yeah. and these men of Melbourne, there's another way that's closing yourself up I because agree. you're like – and I feel like that's my advice to you. It's like exactly first step, go off the apps because I feel like you are closing yourself off to opportunities that are out there because you're like, oh, I'm on the apps. And with old mate as well. Exactly. Yeah. Because so, I still might be like, ooh, what's out exactly, there? Exactly, yeah. And it's 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 interesting because like I, my partner now, like I met him on an app, mm-hmm. but I was in a different headspace when I met him. Like I was literally, I don't think I've even spoken about this, but like I, at the end of last year, I was just over dating. I was like, I'm going for the same guys. They do not do me anything. That's what I'm in right now. Yeah, I go for the same guys. They do not do – when I say they do not do me anything, they actually made me attached, insecure, obsessed. Mm. That's embarrassing to say, but I was. And I was just going for the same type all the time. Like I was just – and I was attracted to that. That's what I was attracted to physically, like this ideal person that I thought I needed. And then at the end of last year, I remember it was just after Christmas. I was like, this is ridiculous. I was started reading reading that book, Attach, which we both read and was life-changing. I was like, this is ridiculous. I keep getting attracted to the same guys. Nothing, no, not a good outcome mm. ever comes out of it. It's not good for me personally. I'm always insecure. Oh, is he messaging other girls? Is he seeing other girls? Oh, why hasn't he written back? Oh, he's not online or just stupid shit. Mm. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm deleting the apps. I deleted Raya. And then I, I, I had I had Bumble because I had had a job with Bumble mm. um, last year and I just kept it on. So I ended up deleting Bumble. But then there was Hinge. Life is so funny how it like plays out because there was hinge and I was like, oh, I'll just scroll through before I delete it. And then I, this guy had liked me and I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. Like he's really cute. Whatever. I was like, oh, I'll just accept it. Whatever. Accepted it. That person to this day is now my boyfriend, but I was literally about to delete the app. Mm. And I, it's just funny how shit, like, and even when I started like when I was still messaging him, I was like, this is the very start before we'd actually even met. I was still messaging the other guys on the app. And then I wasn't opening myself up. And then when I actually met him, I was like, oh, okay. Like he's actually, he's actually really, really decent guy. But, um, it's, it's so, it's a weird space, the dating apps. Mm. Like, and I don't know, Damon's like this person that's like been dropped from the sky for me or something. It's very weird. Like he's like the male version of me. Yeah, he's like the male <laughs> version of Sarah. And he's honestly hand on heart, like the best male I've ever met. And I'm like, how did that happen? Like I was literally about to give up on dating. Mm. I'm like, how it was just meant to be. Yeah. So weird. We had that com- uh, a conversation on the weekend with one of our uh, I 
a girl we know. Mm-hmm. I was going to throw the term friend loosely <laughs> then, but I corrected myself. I don't even know who you're talking about. A so girl we way. know um, before our workout the other day. Yeah. And she just got back from a big overseas oh, trip. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was like, who are you talking and about? And she's 30s, single, just been overseas for like months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was like, Sarah, how are you? Like, you still single? What's going on? I'm like, yeah, like kind of seeing this guy and like very, very loosely. Mm-hmm. And she was like, tell like you look like you're in love and, yeah, and she was like, I just where do I find someone? And mm. she's on the apps and um, she said something that was really, really um, poignant for me. It was and because I heard a podcast the other day and it resonated with me. So she said, how do I find the right guy? And I said, huh, funny you say that. I heard a podcast the other day and this hit with me and it might with you. Mm-hmm. It was like stop trying to find the right guy but try and be the right person for a relationship mm-hmm. that you want. Mm-hmm. And then even after that, I sent you a TikTok because one thing I've struggled with the guy I'm seeing is that I feel like he doesn't su- not doesn't support me but just doesn't get yet how much we were mm-hmm. and he threw our comment up when we went out to dinner and you and Damien noticed it. Mm-hmm. And Damien was like, that's not okay. A relationship yeah. should be a team. Yeah. And so that's what I, like I know. Should we say what the comment was? Because I was like shook. I was like, it's a bit rude. Oh, you say it. I don't care. No, I can't remember what the one, because he said two. There was one at dinner yeah. and then there was one that I didn't hear that you told me the next day and I was like, that is fucked. Yeah, so that there's made been, me angry. I would confront him. That was like not okay. There's a few things. And so this one at dinner was some, he said about Tully and I working all the time. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, like that hits different because, you mm. know, we're trying to really, really mm. build some things here. And if someone really liked you, they, they should support, support you. Yeah. And so – I sent you this and I'll play it for everyone who's listening because it this I think has changed my whole perspective on who I need in a relationship mm-hmm. and if they can't show up like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know one thing's when I first started dating Damien, I don't think we we're official yet and this was like made my heart happy and I was like, oh, I think he's a keeper. Mm-hmm. He said to me, he's like, I actually love how much you work and you have a lot going on for yourself um, and that, not that I was always busy, but he's like, I just love how you've got so much going on and you're like independent. And I you're value my independence. And I was like, and that's one of my biggest fears in a relationship. I don't want to lose my independence. And mm. that day when he said that, I was like, in my head, I'm like, holy fuck, I've been wanting someone who supports ex- you and accepts like that your for life. So long. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, like, whoa. I was going to say, I love, like, love this person, but it was, like, so – I was just like, whoa, he's a keeper. I've wanted that for so long. Yeah. I've never had that because I've always, like, had controlling or, like, just different relationships. So this this Bethany Frankel video is for any of the sisters out there that are, like, working hard to build something, trying to find someone as well, mm. and they're trying to th- – they're thinking, why isn't it working out? So this is a good audio too. I want to send a message to young women who are career-minded who want to meet someone. The kind of man that you are going to want and respect is going to want a woman who has their own identity, their own career. Not just a job that you have while you wait to find someone to take care of you, but a real career that you feel good about. Something that you're building towards. A job that you take pride in makes you feel like you've got it going on, makes you feel like you're accomplished and you respect yourself. That's what someone else is going to respect. You are not going to want a man who is attracted to a woman that is just waiting to walk down that aisle, get that ring and wear that dress because it's a long road and that kind of stuff catches up with you. And what happens is it all seems great when it's the beginning and everyone's playing house. But when you get into the trenches years later, That's when people wish they had their own identity, wish they built something. So when you're young and you don't have entanglements and you don't have multiple kids to feed and multiple mortgages, that's the time to really 
dig your heels, work your career. Youth is wasted on the young in many cases, and you do not need to know anything about what relationship you're going to be in for a while. So stay the course, pay your dues, work your ass off, and what you put into it, you will get back, and then you will find the person you're supposed to be with. Amen, sister. Well, I was like, Bethany Franklin. That is like, if you don't take anything from this podcast today, that is like spot on. But it's that message just then is for all facets of our life because we even spoke about last week with Renice that a lot of our episodes where we're having conversations, interviewing someone, they've gone through stages of their life where they've lost who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's a common occurrence in females. A hundred percent. And so – I think it's important to get to know who you are, have your independence, mm-hmm. and it, that even goes to like why we started FIFA, yeah. financial independence, know how money works, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then go into the relationship as your best self. Mm-hmm. I think I couldn't agree more and I just think there's so many stories where you hear of women like who my mum, for example, like mm. always been a housewife, my dad's always been you know, working, the moneymaker, whatever, I move out, my sister moves out, she has a fucking breakdown. Yeah. Because she didn't know who she was. She lost her identity. I mean, she's still a mother. Yep. But she's not waking up every morning to make, you know, breakfast. She's not making up, like, dropping us at school, all these things. She had no purpose. And I feel like your identity and your purpose, it all kind of rolls into one. Exactly the same with my mum. And and you know this is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about FIFI because my mum, exactly the same, housewife, mm-hmm. was married to my stepdad ever since I was three. When I was 21, that relationship ended. We were all adults. She had no idea about money mm-hmm. and she had to start over all again. Yeah. She had to go back to uni, get a degree, which took years. Now she's a psychotherapist. Now she's building up her like bank again, her assets. Mm. And I'm just like... If you knew how it all worked, you you wouldn't have been in that position yeah. when it, like later in life. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because no no one should not know about money and be in those stages. Of course, of course. It's funny you should say that because I was actually talking to um, my partner yesterday about one of his friends and he's like, oh, I've just – this goes back to friendships but then it rolls into relationships. He's like, oh, I've just kind of lost in touch with him. He's got this new girlfriend and the girlfriend does everything everything with him like she runs two businesses with like works with him and all this time and he's like I can't even like talk to him because he's always with his girlfriend and Mm. I'm sad that I'm like I feel sorry for that girl like in in and and your friend like having to want to I said I could I said to Damon I I couldn't think of anything worse doing everything with you but that's where your values differ to theirs exactly but I'm like I just feel, yeah, true. But like I, you value independence, I value independence, mm, Damien values independence. Yeah. They prob they that's probably not one of their foundations true, true. as a person. I know. I was like, I could not think of anything. I said sorry, could I work, love you, but I would, could not think of anything worse. It could work for them. Yeah, true. I was just like, wow. That's but where then we have, in years to time, this girl, is she gonna have an identity because she's doing everything with her boyfriend? I don't know. It depends on how well she knows herself. Yeah, true. If she if she values a relationship like that, maybe that's how her parents operated and that's True. how his parents operated yeah. and that's what they want out of life. Yeah. Great. Oh, I just like, yeah. vomit. But that's where we like, we just have to understand that everyone mm. is different. Yeah, so true. Uh, like us being go-getters, like me wanting to live overseas at some stage with our businesses, it's like that's not going to align with everyone that mm. I date. Or, yeah. So – and also it's like it's important when finding someone to who accepts exactly what you're talking about, accepts those things like you're okay, you want to live overseas, your partner might not want to live overseas, but he still has to stay back and accept that mm. you're going over there and you're coming back, mm. like if it's meant to be. It's like and it's hard. It's like though there's a oh it's in my algorithm with in Instagram at the moment. It's like about um, marrying and finding your partner. It's like before you get married, make sure you talk about how to raise a child. Oh, yeah, I've seen that too, um, money. Money. And I was like how to like budget, all those kind of things. And I was like, fuck, that's so true mm-hmm. because what if how you and Damien want to raise children is completely different, mm. what do you do? Mm. Yeah, I think it's important when you're in a relationship, even like talking about 
open and vulnerable conversations. Yeah, like, and we've had this conversation before. It's like I personally don't want to bring up kids in Melbourne. Mm. I grew up in the country. Not sure if I want to go back to the country, but I just don't want to raise children in Melbourne. And we've had this conversation before. He's obviously from Melbourne. I'm from Melbourne. And I was like, in an ideal world, I think I would want to raise family in Gold Coast. Like mm-hmm. it's somewhere sunny, change change up your life a little bit. And just for my kids, I like I said, I don't want to go back to the country. Yep. Don't think I do. But Gold Coast for me is kind of like the next thing. And we've had this discussion. I'm like, would you be open to moving to the Gold Coast? He's like, yeah. Mm. I'm like, imagine being in a relationship and I mean, who knows? We might not. We might, like, and I'm talking like when you know, five to ten years. But imagine if you're in a relationship and you were five, oh, two years in, wanted to settle down, have kids, and your partner said, "Oh no, I don't want to have kids." Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What are you going to do? You love this person. What? Like, do you break up? Like, what do you do? Mm. Um. Oh, I got a friend going through that right now too. Oh, really? Yeah, we do. Oh God, do we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, like that to me is like frightening. So yeah. I feel like those conversations, like it could be where you want to live. Like, you know, I mean, I'd love to do an overseas stint as well, but like I just, I know I don't want to end up in Melbourne for the rest of my life. It's like, how, like you just conversations to have. I think from talking today, mm. the number one thing people listening, the takeaway is, Get to know yourself. Oh, get to know yourself. Be like vulnerable. No, get to know yourself. Know what you you only get one life, right? What do you want out of life? Mm. How do you want to live life? Okay, that's what you you do. I don't know. Do whatever. Journal. Go yeah. on all these. And I think it's important too. Like, how do you want other people to see? you as like show up as a person I think is really important because I don't give a fuck how people say no 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 in your friendship no no I'm not talking about external people I mean like the people that you actually value no but that's what I'm saying you have number one get to know yourself oh yeah do what do whatever you have to do to get to know yourself what you want out of life find friends Mm -hmm. that align with those things find a partner that also aligns with those things if a partner or a friend doesn't like if you I, like sailing and I hate sailing, I'm not going to go sailing with you on a weekend. Yeah. But then that's fine. If you don't like something and they don't like something, that's fine. That's, You've got to communicate yeah. at the start. Like I said to Damien at the start, it's like I'm high maintenance. Like yeah. 110%. I'm a drama queen and I'm high maintenance. And I said that up front because I was like… But you know, you know that about yourself. I know, but I wouldn't have known. But this is my thing. It's like I wouldn't have known that in my 20s. No. And I would, even if I did know it, I mean I did know it in my 20s, but I would never… I've said to a boy because you no. would have thought that would have scared no. him off. And I said to Damien, so I'm like, look, I'm high maintenance. I'm yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I'm a drama queen. And now it's like not a running joke, but he's like, you know, if he was about to book a hotel, he would 100% check with me first. Like, is this okay? Like, no. he's learned his from <laughs> previous mistakes. <laughs> I'm just high maintenance. And it's like he knows that now. I'm just different to like maybe other girls he's dated. But I had to tell him up front because like, I am high maintenance. And, you know, and that could have been a deal breaker for him because he could have, could have been like, I need someone who's really relaxed. Yeah. I'm chill. Yeah. I can't deal with that. Yeah. So it's just important. But then again, it's like, but if I was, if you were giving someone advice in their 20s, because for us, all this that we're talking about now, and like I said before, it's honestly only in my 30s that mm-hmm. I've learned all this and not given a shit about. If someone is listening and they're in their 20s, what would be, I know you've just said like the steps and stuff. But, like, is there any other advice you would give someone in their 20s? Would you, if you were listening to this in your 20s, would you take this advice? Um, or would you be like, oh, I'll just wait a couple of years, I'm 30. Like, let's see what happens. Oh, do you know what? You, you're in your 20s. You always think, oh, 30 is such a, a long way away, but it's not. No, it's not. And then it creeps up to you and, I, like, I know you had your breakdown. Oh, when I turned 30, I had a fucking major break. I thought when I was 30 I was supposed to be married and have kids. Same. I thought I was going to have kids at 24. But that, okay, that's another thing I want to talk about. There was going to be two parts of this podcast, but I think maybe the business part in our 30s will have to do another podcast, yeah. um, which is fine. But I want to talk about in our 30s, the because pre- this is what I was, I was listening to a podcast before with um, Sophia 
and she was interviewing Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is Kristen Cavallari. 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 She was calling her Calamari. That's why I'm like, it's her ex. And And so Kristen was on Call Her Daddy as well last week. Yes, and she's from Laguna Beach, whatever, and he is a – Ex-footballer. And Sophia was asking him, there was someone that wrote in, he's like, oh, I'm in my 30s, like the pressure and all that kind of stuff. And he actually said, and I was like, oh, he said, I feel sorry for women in their 30s who are still single because it's really hard on the dating apps and like dating. Mm. I want to talk about that because obviously like the I'm 34, like majority of my 30s, I was, I mean, like whatever it was, I was single Mm. as well. And I felt a low-key pressure a little bit, but then I got over it. Do you feel a pressure to have a partner and um, be married and have kids? My family was trying to set me up with a waiter yeah, over the footy <laughs> chair the other day. I was like, guys, he's 24. <laughs> 21 he was. Oh, was he 21? I, I was, was like, four. he was cute. I was like, you've got really nice eyes, but I think I'm a bit too old for you. <laughs> um, do I feel pressure? From external people, there's a lot of noise from mm. external people and family. That Sarah comes from a, like a big family, like you're a big Italian family. Yeah, all your siblings have kids. My dad's always trying to marry me off to someone. Yeah, um, but I've got to the stage now, and I do you know what the funny thing is? I've always said it, even growing up, and maybe it's. Because I have observed relationships my whole life mm. and maybe it's an ideation. Of you ideal. haven't had successful relationships in your life. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I'm saying I never wanted to settle. Mm-hmm. And so that's a common thing in my life. So unless I find someone that I truly love, like I'm not just going to get married and have kids for the sake of mm-hmm. because – that's the th- you're tied to that person for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And um like I I I think I will have kids one day. Mm-hmm. I hope I do have kids one day. But I know that that's not the be all and end all of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I get so much like fulfillment out of my friends and my family. Um so internally, I, do you put pressure on yourself? Um, I would be lying if I, I said it doesn't come up sometimes, but it's just, you know, it's just that I observe the thought like, oh. Because I, I, I'm just saying this because I used to, no, externally I never got pressure. Mm. I come from a small family. My parents, like, had weird relationships and weird shit that's happened the last, like, few years that I think my parents would be too scared to say, uh, say anything. Right? So mm. I didn't really have external noise it was more internal yeah but then at the end of last year I switched that off yeah maybe not towards the end maybe it was like a little bit I was kind of more focused on myself and also lockdown didn't help I was Mm. like oh I would love to have a partner like lying on the couch being locked away like I felt lonely Mm. in a way so I feel like for me it was more internal that's why I asked like I, I are we talking about a kid or a partner now I think both I think Maybe partner. Okay. Um, do I? Well, yes, I was tired, a little bit hungover, and I was like, mm. God, it would be great to have just someone to cuddle. Yeah. Um, I don't feel the pressure. Because I think there'd be a lot of women listening and just from like what I read and I but hear that would. This is maybe because I have so many other things to focus on. Yeah, maybe, so maybe that's maybe maybe that if I didn't have so many distractions and I had more time to think yeah. about it. But I was, I was. Um, I'm trying to be. Moral of the story is I'm trying to be more open with this guy, even though. Which I've said that to you from yeah. the beginning. Yeah, I've said I don't think he's your guy. Maybe he will. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe he will. I don't know. But I said to you, you need to be open and give him a chance. Yeah, because. There are, there's been times where I thought someone wasn't my person. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and then. Look what happens. Yeah. So it's just like, I feel like you just still need to be open. 
for this time being, I don't think he's your person. Maybe just because you have a lot going on and he doesn't align with those values. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you confront him and yeah. say, that actually upset me. Yeah. Maybe he might have thought that that's what you wanted to hear. I don't know. Mm. I think the important thing is, is you need to confront him and be like, hey, what you said, that actually really pissed me off yeah. or upset me because you know that is one of my values. Mm. If we're not going to align with our values, this is not going to work. I don't know. Maybe he'll be like, oh, yeah, shit, sorry. And mm. then maybe two months time, you know, whatever. But um, I just think a lot of – I was reading this thing on Facebook. I'm It's pissing down with rain right now in Melbourne. Um, I saw this thing on Facebook. I'm on this like Australian uh, girls in LA or something. I don't know how the hell I got in the Facebook group. And there was a girl writing in there and it made me really sad. She was like, hey, I need – it's all women. Hey, I need your advice. I'm 32. I don't think I'm ever going to find a partner. I manifest every day. All I want is kids. Like I've got to the point now where I'm suicidal. Oh, my God. Like all these like things. And I was reading it and I was like, hold – and she's like, you know, I journal every day. I manifest. Like I've been doing all these things. And I was like, I think there's a point – and I've said this to you before about manifesting. I think there's a point where you want – no, no, no. you want something so bad that you manifest too much that it doesn't happen because you're so attached to the outcome. Were you in my journal last night? <laughs> no, but it's like because I know, even- I know with journal, I know with manifesting, what the thing, what you need to do is you need to write it down, let it go, go on with your life. The more you're attached to it, the more it doesn't happen. Because literally in my journal last night, I was talking about all like work, business, and what I've learned. And what I've learned is that not that I am a control freak, but I wanted things to happen and, you know, yeah, I wanted things to happen so badly that I could feel the tension and that I was strangling it. Mm-hmm. And I've said that to yeah, you before. Yeah, and yeah. so literally that those were the words I used in my journal that, that I have to just surrender and let and, and let, let go. it happen. Yeah. And I've we've had a situation in business where Sarah's like, I just and I was like, Sarah, mm. you have to be patient. Step back. There's nothing we can do. Just let it. Whatever happens, happens. Like yeah. don't be attached to that outcome to happen right now because mm. it's not going to happen. Mm. So it's like it's something I am it's working a, it's a on. Hard lesson, yeah. and it's and it's especially in like you know, if you're manifesting or visualizing something, you get so excited about the outcome that you're like, oh my God, I want this to happen so much. But this is the thing. I'm I'm strangling the outcome so much because I think it looks a certain way. So I'm not open to it looking a different way or presenting in a different way. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you say that. I was watching the block last night and they were renovating a bathroom and the girl wanted a certain shower. Mm glass or whatever and it wouldn't fit in the thing and she's like I'm so fucking pissed off and she's like I hate change and she's like well and she goes well you know what I'm on the block I've got to get used to change and I was like oh that's actually quite a good life it's quite good for life because it is life like you can't get attached to what you think the outcome's going to look like um and yeah it's interesting but when I was reading that thing on Facebook I was like reading all the comments and like you know, there were some women like, oh, don't be silly. Like, mm. it'll happen. You know, I'm in my late 30s. I met the love of my life. Like, it'll happen. Just let it surrender, whatever. But then there were some women underneath um, commenting that they felt the same. And I was like, holy shit. Like, we're still young. We're mm. only 30s. Like, you could find the love of your life in your 50s. Like, it's still young. Yeah. Like, why do we have this thing in our head that we have to meet the love of our life and have kids by 35? Yeah. It's not old. Like, and I was reading and I felt really sorry for it. I was like, oh, I feel bad for you. Because it's probably, maybe it's all ex- external pressure also that's been, she's been conditioned to think that way. So that's why her internal chatters like and that. And she's like, all I want is to have kids. Like, I'm dying to have kids. If I don't have kids, I'm going to kill myself. I was like, what am I reading right now? This is wild. And a lot of people underneath were like, well, you really need to see a therapist. Like, you mm. really need to open this and talk about this and stuff. And I was like, I wonder how many women are like that. Like, makes me can sad. we have? Is this a safe space? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, because you used to always be like, "I just want kids, just want kids, just want kids," mm-hmm. and we explored that. Mm-hmm. And you, you were like, "I want kids, so I'm not alone when I'm older." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm so like- you realize that. Your decision to have kids was a selfish decision. Yeah, I just like, I mean, I do want kids. Yeah. Like, hand on heart. And now that I've met the right person, I definitely want kids. But 
I also want to build a life and a family with this person. Yeah. I want it to be per- not perfect because perfect is not a thing, but I want it to be not comfortable. It's another word for perfect, but um, let's just say I want it to be an ideal situation. Like mum, dad, loving, like family. Like yeah. I've definitely been in situations where I've had an abortion and I'm like, I don't want to bring a child up with that person because yeah. I'm going to be stuck. Exactly what you said before. I'm going to be stuck with that person for the rest of my fucking life. Mm. Couldn't think of anything worse. Mm. My life would be so different. Yeah. And now that I'm with the right person, I'm like, oh, I want to make sure that like we've built like a life together. And you can provide for the kids. You can give the kids what you want. It's not. And also have yeah. support and help and like a loving dad that's going to love the child as much as what. Mm. Just there's so many things that I want now. And I'm like, yes, like if you had asked me like a few years ago, even like maybe last year, I'd be like, all I want is kids. Because my, my fear is to be alone for the rest of my life. And I was like, if I have kids, that means I won't be alone. I'll always have someone. I'll always have someone there. But now I'm like, whoa, like I was so desperate. It was a selfish decision to have kids. It was more for me, mm. not for bringing, you know, a child into this world with like loving, not that I wouldn't love them, but like loving parents. And now that I've actually met someone, I'm like, oh, whoa, like I was so selfish. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's it's interesting. When I think of myself having kids, like why I want to have kids is because I can see myself having a partner and I was like, imagine us creating someone who's half you, half yeah. me, and then we can teach them, try and, and make them to grow up and be an amazing little human mm-hmm. who can do good in this world. Yeah, so true. And I think it's just, again, it just comes down to the right time, the right person mm-hmm. and I think the right, you've got to be in the right headspace. Because, mm-hmm. and yeah, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, I feel so sorry for this girl. But imagine all the, like, so if you're feeling like that, like. It, well, if you're feeling, well, one, if you're feeling like yeah. that, go speak to someone. 100%. Go, and there's also Beyond Blue. There's like so many, so many, so many um, organizations or therapists or whatever that you can talk to that are professionals in this space. But also it's just like get you, to know yourself. Yeah. Because you're not once alone. you know yourself. Yeah. yeah. Once you know yourself, those things won't they're, they're not a need. Is that a word? Like a need? Um, you're not attached to them. Yeah, attached. Also, why are on the word of attached? You should definitely read the book attached. I've read it. No, no, no. I'm just to the listeners. Oh. I've spoken about it so many times. Yeah. Life-changing. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. I was like, I wonder how many other girls would have that same pressure. I think a lot. I think a lot. But I do know what I think. Because imagine all the people also. And do you know what, actually? It could be for any age group in any decade because you imagine women in their 40s who are getting divorced, Mm. women in their 50s getting divorced. They probably think that how are they going to find someone or things like that Mm. they're going to end up lonely or at every stage of life there's going to be something you're going to go through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think – before you said the word attached to perfectionism mm-hmm. and how it's supposed to look like, just know that there's – it's that like that um, Ronald Dahl book oh, Lex um, gave you and that Lucas gave uh, me. The Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. Oh, um, the places you will go. Yes. It, read that, read attached, and you will understand there's going to be bumps in the road of life and that's okay. You'll get through it. Yeah. Always. Yeah. What is that? What's that saying? It's like this is just this shell too. Yeah, this yeah, this, this shell too. That's my mum's. Fa- that's my mum's favorite quote. Yeah, and I said it to Lozzie the other yeah. day. Yeah, and, and it's, it's so true. Yep. It's like it'll pass. It's like this feeling. And what I always think about when I'm like going for something, I'm like this feeling is temporary. Mm. It's not gonna last forever. Just like let it go. Like even stupid shit when I have period pain, I'm like this is temporary. Mm. It's temporary. But um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting chit-chat. Anyway, well, we're going to talk about business, but I feel like that's another episode that we can do. I think, like, talking about friendships and yourself is really, really important. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, I don't think, like, on a scale of, like, happiness from, like, 1 to 10. No, what's that saying, your battery charger? Like, if you were to say, like, your happiness right now, in your 30s, I'm asking you as a person, not the listeners, on a battery charger, 
from like 0% to 100, what would you be with yourself and how content and happy you are? Well, that's a loaded question for me. Just because I, is that including work, success, friendship, relationships? No, no, I just think everything all in one. Like a happiness scale. Um, I'd say not the outcome. Like I know what your brain. Yeah, doing right you're now. analyzing I know me. She's like, I know how you work. You're like, oh, we'll work. Like I could yeah, be here. That's no, no, exactly no. what I was doing. I, I know that's what you're thinking, but I'm just saying in regards to happiness. Like, you know, you've got a job. Tell yeah. you, you've got. We've got other businesses. There, like that. I'm not saying the outcome of those businesses. like Me as a person? Yeah, and with everything that's going on in your life, how happy are you on a scale of 0% to 100? Do you know what? I'd I'd be unfair to say 100 because there's always work for self-improvement. But I'd say 95% because I went through something on the weekend Mm -hmm. that traditionally would have completely rattled me to my core. and. I sat back and I was like, nah, Sarah, you're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I I was like, fuck, you've come a long way. Yeah. Like me, me as a person, I'm, I was really proud of myself on the weekend and I was like, geez, like you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. 95. You yeah. love that. What about you? Me, I reckon I'd be like about a 90. I don't want to say 100. Like yeah. I just. Because there's always shit yeah, yeah, going yeah, on. Like, always, yeah. I would probably say I reckon I'm 95. Mm. Like I'm really happy with work, friends, family. Like I'm like my boyfriends. Like I nothing like I'm happy. My, my Every night, my gratitude of friends, family, a yeah, shelter. I'm just like job. I'm grateful and my gratitude and like happiness would be at a 95. Mm-hmm. Gratitude, definitely probably 100 at the moment. Like house over my head, food, I can walk, I can, you know, I've got family, all that stuff. But happiness, 95. Mm. I reckon that's a good one for you guys to go home and just ask yourself, not go home, sorry, ask yourself now while you're listening, like on a scale of like zero to a hundred, what are you at? And then maybe write down what things you could do to improve, like improve your happiness. Like maybe it's deleting that person out of your life or whatever it is. I think it's a question we should be asking ourselves every day. Can I just, I'll just chip in what Mm -hmm. I, you know, when I was in my twenties, I did integrative um, nutrition and a bit of it was health Mm -hmm. and life coaching. And one of the things was you did a circle of your life and it had, say, career, friends and family, spirituality, learning and things like that. So one thing people can do is like list down your work, education, friendship groups, finances, what's another thing, spirituality, and on a scale of 1 to 10, sit with yourself honestly and see how fulfilled you are. And then exactly what you said, mm-hmm. if friendship, you're like three, sit with it. Be like, okay, how can I get to a mm-hmm. six with my friendship groups? What's holding me back? Mm-hmm. Is it that you don't have enough friends? Okay, what do you like doing? Or you're not like, giving them time. Or- exactly. Like if you, or if you feel like you're not showing up as a, how you want to in friendship groups, be like, all right, how, how do I want to be seen as a friend and what do I want to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you want to make friends, you like salsa dancing, go to a salsa mm-hmm. night once a week. There's always things you can do to improve if you give yourself the time to sit back and look at it. Of course, of course. And I think that's a really good thing to, yeah, like I said, do every day, mm-hmm. like 100%. Anyway. All right, you're off to uh, LA for a hot four days. <laughs> Hear that? That's me like already exhausted. Yes, so I'm heading to LA this this Saturday. Saturday, Saturday night. night, the 20th. Um, so I'm just trying to think when we're recording this and when it's coming out. So what day is it today? Monday. Monday. So this comes out Wednesday. So yes. do I have to – I might have to record a solo or record one with well, someone. We're trying, no, well, we're trying to set up a podcast at the end of the week. Oh, great. With someone – we've always wanted to do an OnlyFans person. <gasps> and I'm trying – I'm trying – Oh I'm my trying God. to negotiate it, but I don't know if it's going to happen this week. But if it does, it'll come out next week. If not, Sarah might have to interview someone solo. That's okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm heading to LA this Saturday night um, until Wednesday night. <laughs> I 
I've got to, we've got a trade show. Unfortunately, Sarah can't come, so I'm going by myself. So Saturday, Sunday, well, not even Saturday because I'm on the plane Saturday. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then fly home I Wednesday. fly home Wednesday night and then fly back into Australia Friday morning. So, so I might see what Fox Fit. <laughs> when? Well, Friday morning. If I fly in at 6 a.m., I was like, I might as well go to Fox Fit at night. Oh, yeah. See how it goes. Yep. Um, and how I, I, I hear the airport is horrendous at the moment. So let's hope I get through. But that's what I'm doing this week. Good times. I actually forgot I was going on Saturday night. <laughs> I might try and be more open and have a couple of date nights. Oh, yeah, cute. Yeah. Cute. We love that. Mm, Please for update a, me. <laughs> for report back. Yeah. Anyway. We hope you like this episode. If you like the episode, please give us five stars or subscribe. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Love you. Is she saying she loves me or you guys? I don't know. But we love you all. Both. Um, And, yeah, we hope you have a good Wednesday. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.